0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear faithful, have you been on a pilgrimage, whether great or small? If we are somewhat healthy and are able to travel, which I hope everyone can, we can explore ancient places of veneration by our faith, such as Chartres Cathedral, which houses beautifully preserved art, the most well-preserved cathedral in possibly in all of Europe, even though the French Revolution went through it. But most especially, we can visit that cathedral to venerate the Tunic of Our Lady, which by taking that pilgrimage, it would take about two and a half days to complete if you started to walk from the famous Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Or maybe you've heard of the Way of St. James, the pilgrimage to St. James' tomb in Compostela, where he's buried. Or the famous one in Rocamadour in France, where we venerate Our Lady and the tomb of St. Zacchaeus, which people don't remember or don't know about. And Rome has been a popular place to visit in honor of the Eternal City. But most of all, Jerusalem is something we should think about, which we are also scheduling a pilgrimage this coming Easter season. The Holy Land, the place where our Lord stepped foot on. And so we find ourselves in the finding of the child Jesus in the temple today. It is one of the joyful mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary of Our Lady. And in the Bible it says that every Israelite was to make an appearance in the temple for the three great Jewish feasts of Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And for boys, the obligation applied to them once they had completed their 13th year, the age when Jews considered a boy to be a man. So Christ started this pilgrimage at the age of 12, not even when he was required to be going to these pilgrimages with his his parents. And so it's a good reminder of us to accomplish the law even though we are not bound to do it yet in order to be able to accomplish them when we have to follow them when we're required and bound to. It speaks for those Catholics who do not go to Mass on Holy Days of Obligation when the Church determines that it is not obligatory But because of the fact, then they go stay at home and do whatever. But it's always good to follow Christ's example of going to Holy Mass, even though we're not required to do so, because of the fact that we are celebrating the mysteries of God. That is what is very important, dear faithful. So let us recall then that it was the custom of the Jews that when going up to the festival in the holy city of Jerusalem, that men and women traveled apart, in order to avoid defilement, since the law prescribed that they should celebrate the feast clean from all impurity. So let us imagine our Lord, the boy Jesus, at the age of 12. Imagine how Christ delighted St. Joseph of his presence, and to the men with him, and then to Mary and the women with her. So let us think of what happiness was theirs during these days to the people who saw the holy face of the child Jesus, and to hear His voice and His saving wisdom in their holy conversations. And we can continue to imagine the elders in astonishment, and the young men and women in admiration, and the younglings in fear because of the gravity of His ways and manners, and the authority of His speech. The most beautiful countenance of our Lord must have shown the beauty of heavenly grace as to draw all eyes, to draw all ears, and with it to enkindle in all men the charity in their hearts. And so the Holy Family and the other Jews, who also traveled to Jerusalem for that great feast day of Passover, cheerfully made their pilgrimage to the Holy City. Maybe because of this joyfulness of being with the Lord, that the child Jesus remained unnoticed in Jerusalem, as what church Fathers taught thinking that Christ was with some other relatives since he was being looked for by all and thus why the holy parents only noticed him missing after a day's traveling back to Nazareth which is quite a long trek back to St. Joseph's house. Mary and Joseph only found them on the third day of searching the holy city. So imagine in theory the parents would have probably looked up north, thinking that Jesus might have traveled up north of Jerusalem. So it took a day. And then they came back, finding that he was not there. So it takes two days. And then on the third day, when they were going back to Nazareth, probably that is why they said, well, uh, Christ is missing. St. Ambrose commented the importance of the three days of searching for Jesus. And this holy bishop of Milan explains that After three days, he is found in the temple, a sign that after three days of his triumphal passion, his rising up from the dead, would reveal himself to our faith in the heavenly seat, surrounded with divine honor. So even at the start of his life, at the age of 12, he has already prepared Mary and Joseph and his relatives of about what He is about to undertake when He would be taken up to the cross, to prepare them of that loss of three days of Jesus in the tomb, already taught when He was 12 years old. And we have listened that Christ was found in the Holy Temple of God on the third day of searching. Let us therefore seek the child Jesus in the church, where you will find the word and the wisdom of Christ, the Son of God. Because he was the Son of God, he was found in the midst of doctors, of these scholarly Jewish men, instructing them and giving them wisdom. Because he was a little boy, he is found in the midst of them, asking them questions as well, to show he was man. He humbly listened to men as to teachers. Imagine that. Instead of just simply speaking to the doctors, he listened to what they had to teach. To show that he was God, he answers these same doctors with heavenly wisdom. Jesus questioned them, not that he might learn, because he already knows everything, but that by questioning, he might instruct. Just like teachers that we know very well, they answer questions so that we learn, but they also ask questions so that they can learn as well. So let us be thankful for all of our school teachers and our parents who have taught us because it is through that questioning and answering come from the same source of knowledge as Origen says. For the children here and all of us, maybe right there, let us learn from Christ and His example to be subject and to be obedient to our parents. And if we no longer have our parents, then let us be subject to those that are of age of our parents. And speaking of obedience, let us recall that St. Francis de Sales says, that if you obey promptly, honestly, cheerfully, without complaining, you are truly humble. Nor can one be really obedient without humility. For obedience demands submission of the heart, and only the truly humble look upon themselves as inferior to all and as subject to every creature for the love of Christ. So let's ponder these words, and just like how Mary kept all the words of Christ in her heart, let us keep this gospel in our heart and dwell in the meditation Christ's words and actions let us be aware of how the obedience and humility that is found profoundly in christ in mary and joseph as the holy family is no longer found in the modern family of today we see disobedience from children toward their parents we see unfaithfulness of husbands and wives for this let us go to saint bernard who says god obeyed man Yes, the God to whom the angels are subject was subject to Mary, and not only to Mary, but also to Joseph. Learn, O man, to obey. Learn, O earth, to be subject. Learn, O dust, to submit. God humbles himself, and do you exalt yourself? God becomes subject to men, and do you? desiring to rule others, place yourself above your creator? We see life being attacked to all sides by contraception, by abortion, which increases year after year, for example, and through the cheapening of life by assisted suicide and euthanasia. Although it seems that the evil one has so much control in this world, let us use our greatest weapon in combating them, and that is, to pray our rosary in all humility and obedience to the will of God. Just like what Christ has shown in His holy family. Let us use the example of the powerful holy family to combat what is despised by this world today, and that is family life. Let us proclaim in all places, when we go out on the streets today, that I hope to see every one of you at the March for Life here in downtown Chicago, that family life in all stages is to be defended and protected. Let us proclaim that only Christ can be our sole master and not our own little selves. Let us proclaim the family image of the Holy Family. Let us honor and venerate the Holy Family, the image of the Holy Trinity. Let us do all things In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.